good life. I'm Eli, based out of the salty city, Utah. I do life with my best friend, four kids, lots of animals, and the support of a little community that calls itself a church. Let's go, Salt Lake. Let's go, way good life, and let's go, all you good people. I'm calling this Google, what happens if you squeeze an orange? <laughs> I love it. You will too. Today's so fun. Somebody asked me uh, this week, how do you decide what to say? Like, like, how do you pick your material? And I told them, well, it's not easy, but it's not easy not because I don't have anything to say. It's not easy because there's so much to say. And oh man, it just keeps rolling in. My goodness, does it ever. Uh, my family and a few friends have now gotten used to me blurting, and that's going in the podcast. Lindsay, my sweet wife and partner in crime, last night randomly said, so this is funny. And then she shared, oh, I don't know, <laughs> about one sentence that I interrupted by blurting, and that is going in the podcast. So welcome to the podcast. This is Way Good Life, brought to you by Eli, and today, also by Lindsay, second grade technology, oranges, cats, milk, cereal, an ancient letter from a convict, and of course, the goodness that is here already, just waiting to be discovered. All right. Are you ready for the story that Lindsay started to tell? My wife, by the way, is a second grade teacher. She is still teaching in person, loving her year, her school, her team, her class, just wins for her all around at work. Uh, so we're in the kitchen, wrapping the night up, sipping some brews and chatting, and Lindsay said, so this is funny. Today, a student walked up to my desk holding a paper and looked up and said, Google, how do I do this pro... <laughs> Lindsay said, I really love this girl. And we looked at each other and knew something wasn't right. And then we both burst out laughing. This, by the way, is where I blurted, oh, and that is going in the podcast. See, Lindsay gets called all sorts of things. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, random names, probably siblings or caretakers, uh, most often teacher, which I think is really cute. But this, this was a first. A student, without thinking, without planning, looked at her teacher and called her Google. Oh, that, my friends, is significant. See, this was an automatic response. This student, I later learned, has like five sisters, is probably very familiar with Google and technology, and he's obviously used to saying, okay, Google, and then asking a question. Google, who is Brutus and Julius Caesar? My daughter literally just asked Google that question. Google, are you married? Google, who was the president of Russia in 1994? Google, who wrote the Quran? Google, when will a COVID-19 vaccine be ready? Google, sing me a song. Google, what should I do with my life? You are following, right? Here was a girl so used to speaking with Google that she inadvertently called her teacher Google. This is brand new territory and clearly marks the beginning of the end of the world. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that might be a fun topic to explore someday. Not at all what Way Good Life is about today. It's about what comes out when we're not paying attention. This name thing is just an example, uh, but seriously, it's, it's a fun one. Being called Google, that was a first for us. I grew up in a blended family. That was the term, but I didn't know that term till much later in life. Kids from blended families 
all know the awkwardness of switching from one parent to the other, whether it's a weekend or a summer, and calling mom-dad or dad-mom. If you were in my shoes as a kid, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, whoops. <laughs> Sometimes you'd start, dad, uh, hey mom, and you'd try to play it off, but you knew, and you suspected they knew. This was terrible, of course, for kids. The fear, if you're the kid, is that you'll somehow offend. We all know that this misstep is not the kid's fault. We all know that it's automatic. We all know that the kid who just spent a whole weekend or summer or Christmas break with dad should be allowed to accidentally say dad. And we can all intuit that the healthiest response would be a good belly laugh and maybe a goofy dad imitation to go along with it. But I've counseled adults, adults that have told me that they try to disguise it, they try to hide it, but they actually get angry if a kid comes back and slips the wrong name. That, my friends, is lunacy. Because when an automatic response automatically comes out of a child, it's not anyone's fault. Especially if you're a child. So Lindsay and her student shared a great laugh because, hey Google, how do I... <laughs> that stuff is funny. And a healthy parent with a blended family, should be able to share a great laugh in that situation for the same reason. But what about when what comes out is not funny or harmless? Like when someone tailgates you and you slam on the brakes, or maybe chuck something out your window, or someone cuts in front of you and you act like you're going to ram them, or the husband whose automatic response is to shove, hit, or intimidate or the wife who knows the most hurtful wounds and resorts to words that will jab into those without even thinking. The brother or the sister who blurts, I hate you. I call this the hammer test. And yes, I can't help but say it uh, kind of like MC Hammer because the 90s y'all were kicking and I was there. The hammer test is simple. You smash your finger with a hammer and see what comes out of your mouth. Try it. Email me. Let me know. I'm kidding. You don't have to try it. You already know. You already know what's going to come out. See, when you're a kid and you call your teacher grandma or papa or Google or Alexia, Alexa, that's funny. But when someone cuts you off in traffic and you see red and you lose your cool and act stupid, that's not very admirable. Nobody's sitting around going, that dude, the one who can't keep his crap together, that dude's a boss. <laughs> no. I mean, follow me here. If it's automatic, your response, then it's true. Because truth always comes out. I mean, if you squeeze an orange, you don't get apple juice. And if you speed up a situation or dial up the intensity of a situation, then you get truth. But too often, the truth is that you're just underdeveloped. I don't know if I'm uh, allowed to say that. I, I guess so, because it's my podcast. And there's no shame. There's no guilt. Way Good Life is never about that. Not once, not ever. I'll let others carry that torch. No. No, the whole point is that you get to let you, unplanned, unprepared, unexpected, automatic, plain, knee-jerk, responsive you, you get to let you be your own teacher. Hmm, I've said that before because I love that idea. Because you know, you know what's in there. You know who you envy, what you dream of, what you fear in the wee hours. You know what you hope for, how you want to be thought of, who you want to influence. 
How you want your kids to talk about you, you know. There it is. <laughs> and so, this morning, I sat on my couch, and my butt got wet. <laughs> that is the worst. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I took my kid, who currently has a broken leg, to school. I got back 15 minutes later. I sat where I always sit, on my couch. I pulled up my stock account on my phone, and I felt a weird, coldish sensation. Now, it takes a minute for your brain, right? You're like, well, dang, that's weird. But what is? And then it, you know, it's like, oh, that feels like wet on my butt. Not cool. So I jumped up and noted the cat on the couch. And I thought, nah, you didn't. I thought, well, you'd probably think too. I was like, did that cat, did that cat just sign its own adoption papers? <laughs> oh, relax. I'm kidding. They get three strikes. He's got one and a half left. Don't call Peter just yet. Uh, so then, I mean, what else is there to do? You know what comes next. Don't act like you'd do anything different. So then I get down on the floor, and I smell the obvious wet spot on the couch, you know, where I always sit. Now, my nose has been off since COVID, so, so then I taste it a little bit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't taste it. I mean, would you taste it? Would you tell anyone if you did taste it? <laughs> no, no, no. So I smelt it, and what I smelt is milk. Now, cats don't make milk. I mean, some do, I guess, but we have boy cats, and they don't. So this meant that in the 15 minutes since I got up from my spot on my couch, someone spilled milk, and it wasn't a cat. Now, I might not be the quickest to figure things out. This took me about 15 seconds to guess which kid it was. I got her on the first try. Point is, you squeeze an orange, and you're going to get, well, you know, and if you spill a bowl of cereal where dad sits on the couch and then try to cover it up with a blanket, dad's going to get a wet butt, you're going to get busted, and an extra chore. Because look, when you dump a bowl of cereal, only cereal and milk can come out. There's no other possibility. So the cat was off the hook because, you know, boy, cat, milk, cereal on couch. And the daughter gets way more than three strikes. I call that a win-win all around. So here's what's up. Whether you squeeze, pour, shake, or spill, what's in comes out. Like, duh, right? Are you with me? Let me try again. If it comes out, it was within. If it's within, apply enough pressure or enough intensity. That's my word for accelerating time, and you better believe it's coming out. The hammer test, my friends, because it's hammer time. And this, this is invaluable because when you see something come out, whether it makes it all the way out of your mouth and someone hears it, or you have some sort of physical response and someone sees it, or if it somehow stops short and only hits your thoughts and emotions, when something comes out, you get to let you be your own teacher. And that is beautiful. It really is. And trust me, it's a lot less painful than when someone else has to take that role in your life. Oh, you know, we've all been there. When someone has to take a risk to tell you where your issues lie, what hang-ups you've got, how you repeat self-destructive patterns. Oh, by the way, if you have a friend or spouse or brother or sister like that, be grateful. 
even when it's painful because not everyone has that those people are hard to find that truth telling for your own shaping for your good that is gold my friends that is gold but this this is easy because in this you get to be your own teacher and if it comes out it was within so the only question left is what's in there partner you need a hammer test and this is where we go genius level this is so good see you can't control what comes out I've already covered that I mean hopefully somewhat you can hopefully you're growing in self-control always but I'm telling you you put enough pressure enough intensity on the situation you hit that thumb hard enough and what's in is just going to come spilling out it just is the only sure way to control what comes out is by, wait for it, controlling what goes in. And you can totally control that. There it is. See, what goes in, that's all you. Now, I'm not talking about childhood stuff or formative things. We all get dealt different decks. Wait, we all get dealt different hands. There it is. But as you grow, as you watch others engage with life, as you teach you, you get to rewrite the script. You get to change the narrative. You get to adjust the flow of what goes in. That's all you. And we know, you know, when the squeeze comes, when things ramp up, when the pressure hits and the kids are fighting, the car next to you is honking or the coworker is squawking. That is where what's in comes out. So if you don't like it, don't waste your time and energy trying to change the wrong thing. I mean, do work on self-control, please, always, please. But ultimately, what's coming out, fixing that, that's just a band-aid. It's a situational fix. No, no, change what's going in. There's no feeling worse than when something comes out that you wished had stayed in. Otherwise, you'll end up repeating these lines. I don't know what happened. Why did I do that? This is so not me. It's, it's just not who I am. I, I lost my mind for a minute. I wasn't thinking. No. No, that's silly. What came in, or what was in, came out. That's how it works. If you don't see that, you're just better at covering up what's really in there. So I'm going to rope God into this podcast for just a minute. I try to do that somewhere at every point. Uh, one of my central beliefs is that God is good. Very, very simple. Every divine act is good. And if some idea or something is not good, I don't care whose name some dude puts on it or what person's holy book it comes from. It's not from God, as far as I see it. So you can flip the script by inviting the divine to come in. By consciously meditating, receiving that which is good, kind, generous, pure, lovely. I stole that line from an ancient letter. Some of you may get the reference. You can invite, awaken, and cultivate the image of God in your own spirit. I believe that. The healthiest people I know have practiced this enough that it is now who they are. Hmm. How about that? It's, it's almost like they've released so much control 
to God himself that when you squeeze them, when life comes at them, good just comes right out. Right, truth, love, grace, forgiveness. That, of course, takes trust. Nobody gets there all at once. But I am telling you, this is your chance to make a change about what goes in. Remember, this is coming from someone who strongly believes that only good things come from God. That life is best, fullest, finest, when you're inviting in and then cultivating the divine image in yourself. This always leads to sharing freely and fully from the storehouse within. And that's the point of today. So, thank you for sticking with me through Google, cats, milk, ancient letters, oranges, and a few other things. Please look me up and ask questions. Share life with me. I would love to get to know the people that are tuning into this, um, the people that are finding a laugh and hopefully some direction uh, in these thoughts. Music, once again, provided by Taylor Lacey. Look him up, support him. Spotify is the best place to find him. I always put a link in the show notes as well. And then I'm just going to trust you to ask yourself the important questions. Questions like this. Are you proud of what's currently coming out? What changes do you need to make in regards to what's going on? Would you consider yourself resistant or open to the idea that God is good only, ever, always? Hmm. I love that. Take some time with that. How does your last 20 hours or 24 hours allow you to teach you? Yeah, questions like that. And now, a blessing. May you be a good teacher to yourself. And if you've never trusted the idea that God is good only, always, ever, may you begin to spot some evidence of that. And at least consider that if it's not good, it's not from God. Wherever it comes from, if it's not good, it's not from God. May you begin to trade out all the things within whether other people know they're there or not, may you begin to trade out all the things within that are not of God and slowly replace them with what is good. Be blessed. Be blessed.
Sleepless 